So what has God been speaking to you lately? One of the wonderful things about the Christian life and about having a relationship with God is not only that we can pray to Him, but that He can speak to us. So I want to ask you, what has God been saying to you? You know, I was thinking about that this week, and um, I was uh, asking the Lord to speak to me, and uh, so He was speaking something to me about my relationship with my wife. And uh, He said, Al, I want you to really cherish Lori. And it was, I was reading in the Scripture about love and about uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and then I was also saw a teaching on marriage that had to do with cherishing your spouse. And so I believe that God was stirring something in me. He was speaking to me about this. So I said, thank you, Lord. You know, thank you for revealing that. I need to cherish, you know, really appreciate Lori, you know. And so uh, <clears throat> the next day happens, I'm back at work, and uh, Lori and I are talking on the phone. And... Uh, you know, we start the conversation, and I'm, I'm busy, I'm, you know, working on the computer, and um, she goes, uh, I can tell you're busy. I said, what do you mean? I, what do you do? What are you working on the computer while you're talking to me? I said, no, I haven't touched the computer. I was reading the email. And I, it was like she had extrasensory perception. She could tell. You know, that's what happens when you've been married for 40 years. We've been married for 40 years, you know? And uh, so she knew that, and, I, and she goes, okay, you know, call me later. I said, no, 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 no. And then I realized, yeah, you're right. I was, oh, is this off? You know, I said, I don't know what's wrong. Is it battery? So anyways, I, I knew uh, I can get the microphone. Put me on the mic. So, anyways, I'm trying to cover it up, right? And then the Holy Spirit kind of convicts me and he says, See, Al, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about cherishing your wife. It means listening to her. You know, there's, a, there's this phrase, familiarity breeds. Have you ever heard of that? Breeds contempt. What is contempt? If you are in contempt of court, that means you no longer respect the court. So they can hold you in contempt of court because you're acting disrespectful, okay? That can happen in relationships too, right? It can happen in church uh, that we no longer respect the church because we've seen things that are wrong in the church and we hold it in contempt. But it can also happen in our relationship with God and with the Holy Spirit. We no longer respect or listen to what God could be saying to us. And this is where I'm going with this. I'm, I'm going with this idea of how do we hear or are we listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us? Because it's, it's imperative. It's so important to have a healthy relationship with God. Just like if I wouldn't ever listen to my wife, you know, our marriage would not last 40 years. So I'm trying, honey. You know, I'm trying. Oh, yes, I did do that. I said, you're right. I was working on my computer. <laughs> I confessed it. Well, technically, I wasn't. I was just looking at the email. No. 
I always try to rationalize my sin away. Do you do that sometimes? But today is Pentecost Sunday. So today's Pentecost Sunday, so we're celebrating Acts 1, verse 8, chapter 1, verse 8. When the Holy Spirit came, birthed the church, they were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, and then they went out boldly to witness and testify about Jesus Christ. This is like the celebration 50 days after Easter, Pentecost. Today, we celebrate that. And we celebrate what the Holy Spirit can do in our lives. And, and this is something that we need to grasp and understand. And that's why we're going through this uh, study about the Holy Spirit. And do you notice when missionaries come and share in our church? They're always referring to, you know, the Lord led me. The Lord spoke to me. The Lord was working in me. And when they talk about that, it's crucial to their ministry because then they say, what happened next? That's the same thing with you and I. When God begins to speak to us, we need to listen because there's something that he wants to do through us and in us, and it can be crucial. You think about Chris and Lydia from Silver Lining. I remember when I asked them, what's the key to your ministry? I mean, like, I can't believe you guys are able to run an orphanage in China and how God has blessed your work so much. And now they've just opened another orphanage in Myanmar, Myanmar, and uh, in Burma, formerly Burma. And they've started up this other orphanage. And you know what they've told me? Lydia and Chris both say this. We just try to listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do next. We just try to listen, and then we hear what he's doing, and then we plan that way, and we begin to pray that way, and then God begins to work, supplying what we need, opening up doors, working in tremendous ways. You think of Sooth and Sina Lao from Cambodia. Here they were. They were refugees, lived on Long Island. Sina lived on Long Island, and God called her through... Um, uh, come to the Lord. She came to the Lord and God called her back to Cambodia where 28 of her relatives were murdered there. And now they're planting churches. They planted seven churches there. But it was because the Holy Spirit worked in them, called them to do what God had called them to do. And we could go on and on. If you've been to the DR, you know Donya Guzman. She heard from God to start up that ministry. And what has happened because of that? We've joined with them and with God's work there in the Dominican Republic. And people's lives have been touched through the power of the Holy Spirit as people respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Some of you that are going on that missions trip coming up in July, I hope you experience more and more God speaking to you through the Holy Spirit. And the best time to start is now. Don't wait to the DR. Begin to get prepared now. Ask God, what are you going to teach me? Lord, speak to me. What do, you, what do you want to prepare me? And you know, it's amazing when you do that and God begins to reveal things in his word. Then you see them fulfilled before your very eyes and you understand that God is much more powerful. He's active. He's working in our lives. We could go on and on with missionaries here. It's great to have uh, Eric and uh, Isabel here. Wave over there. Great to have them here. There are missionaries in uh, NYU and in, in college campuses in New York City, Manhattan area. God is working through their ministry. 
But, you know, we have this myth. We believe that only um, missionaries, only pastors, or special people can hear from God. That's a myth. That is a myth. You know, as we look through the scriptures, and if you read your Bibles over and over again, the Bible talks about hearing from God, listening to God. Why is it that we believe in prayer, we believe in talking to God, but when somebody hears from God, we think they're schizophrenic, right? Why is it that, well, you know, we, we, it's okay to talk to God, but don't listen. If you say you heard from God, there, there might be something wrong with you. And so sometimes we put God's voice at arm's length. Oh, I don't, want, I don't want to hear anything from God, but it's those very things that God wants to speak into our, our lives. And a lot of the times, they're things that he wants to teach you about his love, about his power, about encouragement. There's also things that he wants you to do, that he has planned for you to do. And to listen to the Holy Spirit is so important. So let's, uh, let's take a little walk through what Jesus talked about. How many times have you heard this phrase that Jesus said? Whoever has ears, let him hear. Anybody got ears here? Yeah. Then we need to hear. Don't cover your ears. Hear, hear what God is saying. You know, Jesus often said this, and you know when he said this in, Mark, in Matthew 11, he said this many times, but in Matthew 11, he's saying this preceding his conclusion of his teaching, and he's saying, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, the people that came to Jesus were the ones that heard him. Not only with their ears, but in their heart. They heard him speaking. And so then they, they adjusted their life, their agenda in their life to come and listen to more of what Jesus had to say to them. Jesus said this, whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. So Jesus was talking to a group of people that were... Uh, you know, accusing him of not being God, of not being sent by God. And he's saying, but if you really hear me, you belong to me. In Luke chapter 18, eight, uh, I'm sorry, in uh, John 10, 27, and this is our golden verse, my sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. Over and over again you see that in Luke 18. Jesus' conclusion on the teaching of his parable of the four soils. You're familiar with that. There was one soil, the seed, uh, there's a farmer and he's sowing seed. And on, one, on the path, uh, it represents somebody who hears the word of God, but then the enemy comes and takes it away. And another part, it's on rocky soil. They hear, it takes root, but they quickly wither when the storms of life come. And they give up on listening to God anymore. Do you know, when God is speaking to you, he's preparing you for a test, usually. Or for a trial. Or for a circumstance that's happening in your life. It's very, very likely that God is speaking to you to prepare you to get you stronger in your faith and in your conviction of what he wants you to do. Not always, but quite often. And then the third, remember the third soil? It fell on thorny soil, but it got choked. 
because of the cares and the worries of this world, the anxiety of life choked the word so they could no longer hear God speaking. I think that happens to a lot of people in Long Island. We get so busy, we get so distracted with so many things that we stop hearing from God. And the last one, you know, the last soil, it was that it was the good soil. They could hear it. They could retain what God had said. They hold tightly to it. They cling to it. And it transforms them. And it bears fruit in their lives a hundredfold. That's the kind of person that I want to be. Somebody that listens to God. Because he listens, I follow through. Not like I did with my wife. But I want to I follow through with what God is saying to me and respond to that. And so he says, he concludes this, he says, therefore consider carefully how you listen. Have you ever thought about that? Consider carefully how you're listening, what you're listening to. Are you listening to the voice of the Lord in your life? Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they think they have will be taken from them. And that's exactly what that parable was teaching. When Jesus was summarizing, he was saying, yeah, they got some, but then they lost it. But the ones that got it received more. And then they, they began to understand and listen even more, and God gave them more of himself and spoke into their lives. And that's what God wants us to be, those kind of people that can listen to the Lord. Oh, there's another one, John 17, 5. Remember this time, Peter, James, and John are with Jesus, and he brings them up to the Mount of Transfiguration, and Jesus is transformed in all his glory. His clothes turn white. He's glowing. And then he's talking with Moses and Elijah, and they're having this conversation. And then Peter gets this idea. I know what I'll do. I'll make three tabernacles for you, Lord. We'll make three tents. One of you can stay in each one. And you guys can stay up here on the mountain, just continue talking. And then we'll bring everybody up here to see you. And then all of a sudden, God speaks. While, they, while Peter was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom I love with him. I'm well pleased. Listen to him. So what Peter was doing was putting Moses on equal par with Jesus, Elijah on equal par with Jesus. He goes, no, 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 no. Listen to my son. Listen to my son if you want to know me. And uh, so, so Peter, Peter is one of those guys that he struggled with listening to the Lord. Sometimes the Lord always had to say things to him three times. Do you ever notice that? Three times. And I like Peter for that reason, because sometimes God has to speak things to me three times, four times, five times, until I really get it. But I don't ever want to shut off God's communication to me. And so when we're thinking about this idea of listening to God, of God speaking to us, we understand that we're also in a spiritual battle. That... Those that listen to God and follow God are going to be used by God to further his kingdom. And who becomes then a target of the enemy are those that are being used by God. But I don't want you to become discouraged by that. I want you to become encouraged because if God is speaking to you, then he wants to use you. And if God is, if you're saying, you know, Al, I don't, I don't really hear from God, I mean, have you ever noticed some people use this language communicating to God very naturally? 
you know, the Lord told me to do this. Uh, God spoke to me about going here. God put this burden on my heart. God showed me this. God was stirring in me, and so I did this. And then some of you might be saying, like, what about me? Uh, am I doing something wrong? Is there some secret I don't know? I mean, what's going on? Or am I off base? Or are these people just making up this stuff? You know, are they just pretending to hear from God? And sometimes people get cynical because some people say, I heard from God, and then... It's obviously that they did not hear from God. So then we, then we make this categorical judgment based on, okay, so this must be, this isn't real. You can't hear from God like that. And what I want to do today and throughout this series on the Holy Spirit is, is expand our understanding and also expand our experience with listening to the Holy Spirit. How do you do that? And then how do you follow God in that? And I think it's so important. It's, it's critical for us in having a healthy spiritual life. So some denominations, some traditions and, uh, of uh, churches, they don't even recognize the vocabulary. Uh, this would not even be a topic of a message. You know what I'm talking about? They wouldn't even be in, on their radar. But God still speaks to people, even if they don't believe that God speaks to them, right? I've met people like that. They love the Lord with all their heart. They're guided by the Holy Spirit, but they wouldn't say that God is guiding them. But he is. So, so what is the truth about this? Well, I think the truth about it is that we have to go back to the Scripture and begin to understand what God says, how he speaks, how he's spoken in the past, and so I just want to uh, take you through like a little Sunday school lesson, and uh, we'll go right into it. God speaks. You know, God speaks. You know, we have Adam and Eve, very first people created. God walked in the garden with them, and he talked with them. Then you have Abraham, right? He's this man that is uh, older, uh, older age, and God tells him, Abraham, I want you to go to a country um, I want you to leave your home and I'll show you the land to which I will send you. And so Abraham, based on what God said, goes, these guys don't have a Bible, folks. They're just hearing God speak to them, okay? And so they're, they're being, thank God that we do have a Bible. Because then we can discern what is really of God and what is not. But then you have Moses, Moses by the burning bush. If you haven't read that passage in, in Exodus chapter 3 and 4, it's a fascinating discussion that Moses is having with God. And they're talking about Moses is the most reluctant leader. He's the most reluctant person to listen to God and then follow what God says. But then he becomes the greatest leader probably of the Old Testament. One of the greatest leaders because he listens to God and then he does what God says. And when he doesn't listen to God, you remember that? When he struck the rock instead of speaking to it, God was very, very upset with him. Why? Because Moses was doing things on his own instead of following what God had said. And then you have the classic, the classic story about how old do you have to be to have God speak to you. 
I was just talking, we were talking and uh, we were watching a video today. Pastor Peter has this video about two young men that went on a mission and it was describing it. And then at the end of it, he concluded by saying, do you know that most people are called to be missionaries from the ages of 10 to 15? Why is that? Because they have childlike faith. And they hear God speak and then they respond. I remember my daughter is 15 years old. She heard God speak to her. She was supposed to be in full-time ministry. Got the call to ministry when she was 15 years old. So it's not how old you are. It's about having a listening heart. When we know the story of Samuel, Samuel's there and uh, he's living in, uh, at the temple. His mother, he was a miracle baby. She couldn't have any children. He was finally born. She was barren, and then she gave him to the Lord, and she said, I want you to just stay at the temple, be raised by Eli, and learn about God. And so one day, uh, Samuel is there, and he hears somebody call his name. He thinks it's Eli, so he goes into Eli's room. He said, uh, Master, did you call me? He goes, no, I didn't say anything to you. Go back to sleep. So he goes back to sleep. Three times it happens. I don't know, something about three times here. So three times it happens, and then the last time, Eli says, next time it happens, next time it happens, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. That is a great place to start if you want to have the Holy Spirit, if you want to have a communication with God. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And spend some time in silence and quietness, maybe with your Bible open, but Lord, Lord, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And allow the Holy Spirit, as you read the Word of God, as you listen to what God is impressing upon you, to speak to you. And that's and Samuel... He understood and he heard from God. And from that day on, things changed in his life. God began to speak more and more and more to him. There's also this, the, the story of Elisha, right? Elijah. After the, you know, Elijah has, has this contest with the prophets of Baal. And he calls down fire from heaven on Mount Carmel. And it, it uh, burns up the sacrifice. And everybody is so happy and uh, they kill the prophets of Baal, 900 prophets of Baal. Then, then Jezebel, the queen, hears that her prophets have been killed. And what does she do? She says, if, you know, if I'm going to be alive tomorrow, you're going to be dead. I'm going to come and find you, Elijah. And Elijah runs for his life. At that moment, I don't think Elijah is listening to the Lord. I think at that moment, he's overwhelmed with fear and anxiety. He's, he's, he's just like we are. James says Elijah was a person, a man, or a man just like we are, a person just like us. And so he has these fears and anxiety, and so he runs, and God gives him the strength. He meets him. He gives him strength and health to carry on and go to this next mountain, and he's at the mountain of the Lord, and then it's here that he sees a wind and it tears up the mountain. And then he, sees an, uh, then he feels the earthquake and the mountain is shaken. And then he sees a fire. And the Lord isn't in any of those things. 
After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here, Elijah? Sometimes God speaks to us in a question. Like, what are you doing here? I remember God spoke to me that when I was, I was just coming out of, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was saved when I was 18, and I was going places I shouldn't go. And God said, what are you doing here, Al? What are you doing here? Is this really the best place for you to be? Sometimes God says, why do you have this attitude? The Holy Spirit will say that to you. He'll speak to you or he'll remind you of what you just read in the scripture. Why, what's with this attitude? Why so much anger? God can speak to us at times. And he does it in a gentle whisper. Aren't you glad that God pursues us? That he confronts us when we go astray? That he gives us questions, that he questions us on what we're doing with our lives and then he leads us and he gently leads us and guides us. And it's so good if we will listen to him. It makes all the difference in the world if we'll listen to him. So then we go to the New Testament. And when the Holy Spirit comes, the church is born and people are waiting on God for direction for their lives. And so we, we take it up in Acts chapter 13, which was the scripture that we read earlier. Here, there's these prophets and these teachers. They're not the apostles. Uh, they're people that have been following Jesus, but they're at the church at Antioch, and they're worshiping the Lord together, and they're fasting. There comes a time in your life, if you want to hear from God, take some time to fast, pray, and worship, and come into the presence of the Lord. Probably the, the most Crucial times God has spoken to me have been coming off or been during a time of fasting and prayer. When I need to make a crucial decision in my life, when I need God to move some way, taking extra time to be in his presence, it's just, it can be the, the pivotal moment where God begins, you begin to hear God in a clearer way than you ever did before. It was that way with these leaders in Antioch. And then God said through the Holy Spirit, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And they went out on a mission trip. Now, something happens when we spend the time with God in listening prayer, in worship, God can then begin to speak with us. And I want to encourage you to do that. It may be the first thing you do in the morning. Sometimes you don't even have to get out of bed. You can just, if you're, if you're a morning person, I'm a morning person. Like when I, when I wake up, I'm up. Other you, it takes you, you know, you got to, you know, get to the coffee or something before. <laughs> you know, you might be like that. This might not be a good idea for you because if I said, just lay in bed, you know, you'd be sleeping already, right? But if you're a morning person, you're still, there's nothing happening. There's nothing else going on. And you can just listen. Lord, speak. 
Your servant's listening. Do you have anything to say to me? Lord, is there something you want to impress in me? And I'm kind of a visual person, so sometimes God gives me pictures in my mind or reminds me of Scripture in my mind, and sometimes I'll see the reference in my mind. Anybody like that? Anybody like that? Maybe I shouldn't have shared that. No. We've got a psychologist here. But I'm just saying that's what happens to me. You know, when we're in worship, sometimes when we're in worship, I get pictures in my mind of what we're singing about. It's just part of, I'm starting to recognize that's the Holy Spirit speaking to us through the words, you know. <clears throat> There's different ways that God speaks to us, but, but maybe you're a person that would just be able to sit there and listen and maybe get impressed or begin to pray and then ask God, do you have anything to say to me, Lord? Or when you read the word of God, you're asking him to speak to you. God can do that. Over and over again in the scripture, God's saying, listen to me. So one of the primary ways the Holy Spirit is speaking through us is through the word of God in prayer. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, very familiar verse. All scripture is God-breathed. That means it has been inspired by God. It has come from the very mouth of God. You know, sometimes we sing, Lord, breathe on me. Breath of God, breathe on me. And what we're praying is, God, speak to me. Lord, show me that you're real. Show me what you want me to do. Show me how you love me, because we need to hear that. See, the, the scripture is God-breathed, and it's useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. But we need to combine that with listening to how the Holy Spirit is speaking those words to you. Because the word of God is active. It's alive. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. This is why it's so powerful to be in the presence of the Lord with the open Bible and reading it and allowing God to speak to you. And there's sometimes that God will impress something to you that you have not seen before or something that he wants to show you because in your life, right at that time, you need to hear that from the Lord. That's why it's crucial to be in God's presence, to have a listening ear in his presence. And then the other thing that God, another way that God can speak to you is through dreams and visions. What are you talking about, Pastor Al? Dreams and visions? Yeah, dreams and visions. They're throughout the Bible. God has spoken to people in dreams. I was just listening to our, at our uh, council for um, the Christian Missionary Alliance, and they had speakers from all over the country, and especially David Hearn, who's the Canadian uh, leader. And he's been visiting in Africa and, and Southeast Asia and in the Middle East. And especially in the Middle East, there are Muslims who have had dreams of somebody looking like Jesus coming to them. And they want to hear the word. And then they end up in a refugee camp, and a Christian is there, and they open up the Bible to them, and they said, I've been waiting for somebody to tell me about Jesus. 
God speaks through dreams. Sometimes people have reoccurring dreams in their life. And, you know, psychologists will say that's kind of an indicator that something subconscious that you're not really conscious about is happening in your dream, but it also can be something that could speak to you about what you need to do about that, right? My wife used to have the tidal wave dream when she had three little kids under the age of five. It was the tidal wave dream because she couldn't find me and there was a tidal wave coming and she's looking for her kids and she's going, Nathan, Jason, Krista. And then it was like a panic dream. And where are you, Al? And I was very busy in ministry. I wasn't as involved as I should have been with my wife and helping her. But it was subconscious, but it was something that was coming out in her dreams. And she'd share that with me. And I'd say, you shouldn't be scared. <laughs> You shouldn't be scared. Trust the Lord. <laughs> Just don't let me watch the kids. No, it's, it's like I began to see that, you know, I needed to stand by my wife and help her raise our kids. Because my dad was always working. It wasn't the model that I saw happening in my home. So God can speak to us through dreams. He can speak to you through visions. Vision is a picture in your mind while you're awake. And that can happen as you're in prayer. God can give you a picture about something about him or about a situation. And God can speak to you through that. There's visions that Daniel had in the Bible. There's, there's visions that, that Paul had. The New Testament believers had visions and they, thought, they saw things. It says, in the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, meaning that they'll have a message from God. God will give them a message. The Holy Spirit will give them a message to then proclaim to somebody else. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. God wants to do that still today in our lives. And I think if we'd listen more or be more aware of the Holy Spirit speaking to us, we'd recognize that sometimes the pictures in our minds are from the Lord. Or sometimes the thoughts that we have, the creative ideas that we have, the burden that's in our heart to start something or to do something, it's from the Holy Spirit. And you recognize that and you move on that. You take action on what God has done and God begins to open up doors for you. And I know many of you have experienced that. But it's something that we need to grow in more and more. And you need to share those experiences with one another. So what are the action steps? What should we do? What, what, what I believe we need to do is evaluate and examine how we're listening to the Holy Spirit. Are we listening to the Holy Spirit? Let's be honest. Even as we come to the communion table today, you know, it's very easy for our mind to wander away. But we could be listening. We could be saying that could be our prayer. Lord, speak. Your servant is listening. Would you speak into my heart? The other thing is begin to give God your undivided attention. That takes a lot in today's world. Do you know how easy it is to be distracted? Just try being quiet for five minutes. Five minutes. I tell you to put your timer on your phone, but you'd probably look at your phone at something else. It'd be a distraction. But if you think for five minutes, just be quiet before the Lord. Write down what he says to you. 
or what you think he is saying to you. Now, like a lot of times I make mistakes. I don't hear <laughs> what God is saying. You know, sometimes it's more my impression or my, my voice than God's voice. But I'm learning to recognize when the Holy Spirit is speaking. So I write it down. Put it in a journal. Write things down so you don't forget them. And then you test it to see, does it line up with the Word of God? God is not going to say something to you that doesn't line up with the Word of God. I remember when I was first saved and a friend in our fellowship said, the Lord told me to drive my car off the bridge. I said, uh, no, not the voice of the Lord. No, I mean, I felt this impression to, I felt this compulsion to drive my car off the bridge. It had to be the Holy Spirit. I said, no, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's yourself or that's the demonic spirit that's telling you that. See, God doesn't want to destroy us. He wants to save us. Who wants to destroy us? Satan wants to destroy us. So some people have this impression, I believe God wants me to commit suicide. Are you kidding me? God would never tell you that. But there's this fascination with suicide in our world today. And people are hearing this. And they're thinking it's the Spirit of God or God speaking to them to do that. And it's really a demonic spirit or just a confusion in somebody's heart and mind. And they, you, if you're hearing that voice, you need to get help. You need to talk with somebody about that. But write down, listen to what the Lord is saying because it will line up with his word. And you'll be able to discern when God is speaking that. And follow through on the things that he says. Learn by experience to have a listening ear. Follow through, do what God says. So the Bible also says in James, just don't be a hearer of the word. Do the word. Do it. Follow through with it. And as you do that, God will give you a greater ability to recognize his voice, recognize how he's working, and then you'll be able to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. Well, let's pray. Let's pray and ask God as we prepare for communion to speak into our lives. Father, we come before you today. We thank you, Lord, for your word to us your admonition to be a people that listens to you. Lord, I remember in uh, Isaiah 55 when you said uh, to come to you and to listen that you have food that doesn't cost any money that you have drink, that you have the richest affair that money cannot buy. And you said, listen to me, listen. This afternoon, Lord, we want to be, have listening hearts. Speak, Lord. We want to be your servants that listen. Would you teach us and guide us, Holy Spirit? Would you use your word 
Would you use our minds to speak into our lives so that we can be useful for you, so that we can be prepared and equipped for everything that you have for us. We thank you for this. We thank you for your word today. In Jesus' name.